Hello everyone, and a very warm welcome to another edition of The Tonic Screwdriver. I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. And tonight we've got the second of our Mason's Yorkshire Gin Reviews. What have we got for tonight? Tonight we have the Slow Distilled Slow Edition, uh, 42%. And first thing I noticed when we got the bottle is that it's colourless. Yes. And I'm not used to slow gin being colourless. I'm used to, to it looking like port and tasting really sort of velvety and fruity yeah. and and almost like a port. And in, in fact, I've, I still have some, some slow gin that I made when I lived in Dorset as a teenager. And it now tastes like port. But I'm, I'm used to, to slow gins not looking like like gin. Now, this is a, a, a special edition varietal. It's not even on Mason's own website, but I have found some info bollocks on another gin site, which says Mason's slow made our way. Traditionally, slow berries are steeped with the gin after it has been distilled, allowing the sugars and colors to be infused into the alcohol. Then more sugar is usually added. Masons, however, add the slow berries at the very start and distill our gins with them. This produces a subtle natural sweetness and a lingering dryness. The taste is initially complex with berries and subtle spice. Then juniper comes forward to balance the sweet, long-lasting flavor of the slow berries. And they recommend just serving it with a premium tonic water, little twist of lime zest. We're doing the tonic water, we're not doing the lime zest. Yeah, well... And it smells lovely. It does. As ever, we're just having it with a dash of tonic and ice, and that's really coming out of the glass. It's more subtle Subtle. than I would have expected, but it's definitely there. Slow as a flavour normally smacks you in the hindbrain. Um, it, it's lovely, but there's generally not anything subtle about it in the slightest. This there is. It's a nice smell. It's a smell I can't describe. And I'm, yeah. I'm generally quite good at getting fairly accurate, if not particularly complimentary, de- uh, descriptions of smells. I'm not getting a handle on this at all, other than it's sweet and lovely. You don't buy gin to sniff it, you buy it to taste it. Yes, and as with the smell, it's quite subtle. Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I love that. Mm. I absolutely love that. Oh, that is that is so nice. And, it, and the, the flavour is developing after, mm. after I've taken it because you start off and it's sort of, oh, yeah, this is, this is nice enough. Um, and then really sweet berry flavours come through. But there's also a, a real gin bitterness to it as well. This is no aftertaste at all. No, I'm getting the slightest hint of bitterness on my tongue. The very slightest. It kicks in after you've swallowed it. Unfortunately, this is being recorded during the second lockdown. So we're recording this separately, whereas usually we'd, we wouldn't mind doing it face to face. But Simon will have the merest dash of tonic, whereas I tend to mix things with what would be considered a standard measure of tonic. I would probably recommend Simon's level of tonic, i.e. just a dash, because I feel that the flavours from a normal measure have watered this down too far. Yeah, this almost has a taste of rose about it. I know where you're coming from, yes. It's a very florally type. This is, this is lovely. This is I mean, it's a clear five, five out of five for me. There is no doubt about that at all. And I think I'm going to be getting myself a, a, a bottle of this because we're, we're going from the, the tasters. This is absolutely lovely. Whereas based on what I'm having, which is with a normal measure of tonic, I wouldn't be blown away by this. And I do think that's a bit of a shame because over the years, we've had so many gins where a strong measure and a whisper of tonic has complemented it and really 
brought out the flavours without drowning it. And I think a lot of things that we've had, I've bought them in bars subsequently with a measure of tonic, and they've been drowned. And all the flavour has been washed out of it. Yeah, we had that with that Welsh orange marmalade gin. We um, did. And we basically had to double the measures in, the, in each of the glasses. to. Get, it was lovely once you'd done that. But there are some gins, and I think this is one where you really need to let the gin do its work and not drown it. This is something we've never really discussed, but I do feel that in bars where you are offered a bottle of tonic with a measure of gin, it's much better to get that than have it mixed for you. I agree with you completely. My local... Oh, oh, you've been there, haven't you? Um, Plume of Feathers, Neil Morris's pub. Indeed, where I discovered Malfi, which is another lovely lot of gins that we will will discuss in due course. But yeah, they they bring you a a bottle of tonic water and allow you to do your own mix. And realistically, a, a bottle of tonic water will manage me three doubles because I prefer a strong gin-tasting gin that I can then sip away at for a long time rather than quite a long, weak drink where I don't really taste the gin. The marmalade one is one that sticks out in my head where a normal mix, it was nothing. Double the mix, all of a sudden, it's fantastic. It wasn't nothing. It, it was a perfectly nice gin that became an absolutely lovely gin when, when you boosted up the, the amount of gin that was in there. But getting back to the Mason's Slow Distilled Slow, we've got two reasonably different scores there. You've got fantastic, I've got very, very good, purely based on the measure of tonic. So sometimes less is more. 